This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. I hope that you are doing amazing. It is November, at least at the time of this recording. I don't know exactly when you are listening to it, but it's November and it's like 60 something degrees here, which I am just enjoying. It feels very much like fall this week. (laughs) I think it's supposed to get cold where I live. So I am just loving the season change, the leaves change, wearing those cozy sweaters and my cozy socks. And I'm just feeling all nice and cozy as I record this podcast episode for you, which I think cozy is a good feeling and sentiment given what we are going to be talking about today, which is about how to create a more vulnerable connection. So I want you to think about, is this something you've been wanting in your own marriage? I've been talking to several people recently about this desire that is quite common among marriages. And I find that it's something that we as women can pretty clearly articulate. We know when we are just having a surface level conversation versus when we're having a deeper, more vulnerable conversation that creates a greater sense of closeness and connection. And many of the women that I talk to are working with me or considering working with me because they want that deeper connection. And it's a human need, right, to connect with other people. And what I find in just having some of these conversations is when you don't have a vulnerable connection, you don't communicate well you're not really communicating. You might argue about silly things. You don't work well together. You feel a bit lonely and isolated, like you don't have a friend or support system in your spouse. And then you never really get the opportunity to know each other beyond sort of the surface level conversation. So I want to first address like, why do we even want this? Why do we even want to connect with our spouse? And of course, the answer might be obvious, right? Like why get married if you're not going to be connected? Why be together for the rest of your lives if you aren't going to be close? And this desire for like a deep and meaningful connection really comes from the basic human need of wanting to feel seen 
and known by another person. It comes from wanting to feel accepted in all that we are, both our amazing, fabulous qualities and then those challenging qualities. And we have this need because not only do we want to be seen and known, we want to see and know other people. So if you are having this desire in your marriage, I want you to know it's 100% totally normal. And a lot of times in marriage, I think why we crave this connection is because we're in our heads a lot, thinking about a lot of things, wanting a lot of things, dreaming about a lot of things, worried and concerned about a lot of things. And when we have all of those thoughts in our head, we're looking for a safe connection to communicate those thoughts, right? We want to know that I can speak to this person about all of the things going on in my head. They will hear me. They will see me. They will not judge me. They will just be there with me in the experience. And so this is something that shows itself and sort of manifests itself differently in men versus women. Now, I tell my clients this all the time when I'm working with them as a couple. I'm like, listen, I am not trying to be stereotypical, but there are legitimate differences in the way brains of males and brains of females process, receive, experience information. And this is really one of the hallmarks of my work, because most of the times when I'm working with couples, the issue is not the specific people, which most times they think it is. They think it's, no, it's my spouse is the one with this issue. Or we're the only people struggling with this. And nine times out of 10, you're not. Nine times out of 10, it is just the biological difference between the wiring of the male brain and the hormonal balance structure combination of males, which is very different than the wiring of the female brain and the hormonal balance and structure of females. Okay. So I think it's important to say at the outset that in your marriage, you and your partner are going to view connection differently. The things that you do to experience and feel connected will be different than theirs. And I think we have been conditioned to understand this just by the popularity of the five love languages. Like we know there's five different ways that people express and experience love. And most of the time, we do not have the same love language as our spouse. This is true of many things. And connection is one of them, where there are dimensions of connection. There are layers of connection. There are certain preferences for receiving and giving connection. And Typically, where most people bump up against some issues is that one person wants to connect through talking and communicating and sharing ideas, and the other person wants to connect 
through doing things together, being together, or through physical connection. Neither is right. There's not one that's better, more necessary, more socially acceptable than the other. They are just different. And I think if you can really get that at the outset, some of what you're wanting and the places where it feels like you and your partner are just missing each other, you'll see that it's only because how you feel fulfilled in connection is different from each other. So now that we've established that, I want to just offer you a few steps and few points to think about in this journey of building a more vulnerable connection. And when I think of vulnerability, the way that I like to really look at it is you're putting yourself at risk. It's like you're opening your heart and you're saying, see all my insides. And in doing that, there is a risk. There is a risk that the person won't respond the way that you want them to. They won't understand. They won't recognize what you're doing. And so that is where the vulnerability comes in. It feels risky. It feels dangerous. It feels unsafe sometimes. But when you can strike the balance in your relationship where you can be vulnerable, be seen, heard, and accepted by your spouse and vice versa, then you really live in sort of like the deepest level of love where you both are giving each other the full opportunity to love each other at your highest capacity because you're showing yourself at your highest capacity. Okay. So if this is something you deeply desire in your own relationship, the first thing that I want to offer you is to just find acceptance and find sufficiency. This is a theme you have probably heard me say and talk about many, many podcast episodes now. And what I mean in this regard is whenever there's something in your marriage that you want that is not a part of the marriage, it feels like a gaping hole. And our brains tend to focus on what's missing, what's not working, what's going wrong. And so the best foundation to ever build anything better from is by finding where it's already good enough right now, right? We hear this statement all the time, like, I'm good enough. I'm enough. (laughs) And we use that, applying it to ourselves And I want you to just imagine what it would be like to start applying that to your marriage. Like it's good enough. It's good enough. And yes, it can be better because when you approach it this way, what's going to happen is you're going to be complaining less and you're going to be less critical and you're going to be less negative, which is the exact environment that you need to make a positive change. So the first thing I want you to do is to make a commitment and a promise to yourself to stop focusing on the negative, to stop focusing only on what's not there, how disconnected you're feeling, because that is only going to create more disconnection. Then 
The second thing that's important to do in building a vulnerable connection is to find how you already have what you want. To look very intentionally, very deliberately at where the vulnerable, deep connection that you want is already there, is already a part of your marriage. That looks like finding the times when your partner is genuinely interested in what you're talking about, finding the times when they are engaged in what you're saying and really listening and connecting with you, finding the times when they are expressing themselves to you, right? Where they're telling you about their day or telling you about something that they were upset about or frustrated about or concerned about or confused about, right? That is vulnerability. That is a vulnerable connection when you are talking at that level. So really find very specifically, very concretely, where they are already making connections with you. And then the third thing I want to offer is to really start small. And this is sometimes hard in a marriage when you've been together, you've had like the most intimate moments in your life with this person. And to sort of imagine taking baby steps or small steps for how you talk to each other and how you learn about each other and how you communicate can feel really awkward. Like many people have the belief, like we should be past this already, but you're not right. You're where you are and where you are again is good because we've just practiced sufficiency and the connection that you want in many ways is already there. We're just making it better. So you start small with very intentional and deliberate actions but you also want it to feel organic. And this is a comment that I often hear where when one person wants maybe more attention or affection and they're sort of like trying to drag their partner along to give them that, the partner that's being dragged along often will make the comment like, I just want it to feel natural. I want it to be organic. I don't want to schedule this or task list this, right? They just want to fall into it. And out of respect for that perspective, that still doesn't mean that you can't be intentional, right? It's sort of like allowing your partner to have their experience and their preference and you still have yours. So yes, we might not need to put it on the family calendar that we're going to have a deep and meaningful conversation, but I know that that's what I'm here to do, that I'm opening myself up to do that, right? I can think about even for myself, there are times when it's like, oh, I don't really need to tell my husband about that. He probably doesn't really care that much, right? And then I realized like, no, this is an exercise in vulnerability for me, right? Where I can just start small with this one small detail of my day or go in, you know, a little bit in depth about an emotion I felt throughout the day and the experience I had. So I want you to think about how can you be very intentional and deliberate about building a connection. So that might be very conscious to share how you felt if you had a hard moment in the day to just say, you know what, today was a good day overall, but I had this really hard moment and this is what happened and this is how I was feeling, right? So 
that's one way you can start. And it's really important that when you do that, you aren't coming with an agenda and a manual for how they have to respond, right? Because a lot of times we can misinterpret or misread someone's engagement and interest. I was talking with a friend about this and I am pretty animated. (laughs) If you ever talk to me, I'm like just enthralled in stories and conversations sometimes. And so, you know, when I'm engaged, I ask questions I give you lots of like verbal affirmations that I'm listening as well as like nonverbal cues, right? You know that I'm in it with you. You may be like that too, but not everybody is like that. And just because they're not emoting or demonstrating physically engagement in the way that you do doesn't mean that they're not hearing you. They're not listening. They're not there to be supportive, right? I had a client today actually share with me. She's like, yeah, you know, sometimes when I'm talking to my husband, he's a good listener and he doesn't say much, but then he'll just ask me a question or make a comment that shows me he heard everything I was saying. And so I want you to suspend your ideas about how they need to respond to demonstrate to you that they're being engaged and interested. And then the last thing I want to offer is for you to be what you want to receive, right? So if you want a deeper, more vulnerable connection, if you want greater engagement in your conversations, if you want to move from talking about surface level things to really meaningful heart-centered things, then you be the model of that, right? Show up for them the way you want them to show up for you. Not out of manipulation, not out of like, well, I did this for you, so you need to do this for me, but just because you are committed to creating an environment and culture in your marriage where that's how you talk to each other, that's how you interact, and that's how you connect, right? So steps again, stop complaining, get into deep acceptance and sufficiency, Look for ways the vulnerable connection you want is already there, right? Then you're going to start small and intentionally and deliberately with being more vulnerable yourself. And then you're going to show up the way you want your partner to show up. That's it. Those are the steps to getting started to creating a more vulnerable connection. Now, because we're having a one-way conversation on this podcast, I don't know what your questions are. I don't know where this is feeling like there's still a gap missing for you, but I want to invite you that if this is really an area in your marriage where you want to work on, where you want to understand what's been happening in your breakdown and connection, what's been happening in your breakdown of communication. And you really do want to feel close. You want to feel like best friends. You want to feel like you have like the confidence that you need and you want to stop feeling lonely in your marriage. Then I really want to invite you to consider starting private couples coaching with me. I work with my clients one-on-one. We work together for a period of six months. We meet weekly 
And these are the exact issues that we tackle, that we work through, that we break down to understand so we can build it back up in a way that really works for you and helps you to feel happier and more fulfilled in your marriage. If this is you, you're going to go to my website. You're going to click the work with me button. You're going to get access to my calendar. You can book an appointment right there and then we will meet on Zoom to talk about all of these topics, all of these issues that we've discussed today in a vulnerable connection, and then anything else that is coming up for you or is a struggle in your marriage. So I look forward to talking with you in a two-way conversation. And that's it. That's it for today. So thank you for tuning in. I will be back with you next week. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.